Bass. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bull Hooker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Matt Gordon. <laughs> See, we're at a good time here. We're at the Brush Art Center here in Brush, Colorado. Brush Art Center. Awesome. Rob, shout it out. Yay, Brush Art Center. Come spend all your money for Christmas. <laughs> That's come spend all your money for Christmas here at the Brush Art Center. <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, you should come down to the Brush Art Center. It's a great little place. Yes. Very unique uh, shop here in Brush, Colorado. I totally agree. They also, in addition to selling cool art, they do paint and sip classes. We get to have a little bit of drink. And then Rob and other guest artists will teach you how to paint things. I've done one. I painted a horrific-looking leprechaun-ish thing. But uh, I don't have skills. And it actually came out like visibly what it was supposed to be. So you can do it. If you feel like you can't, you can that's right. Serious. <laughs> and I believe it's the brushartcenter.com, correct? Yes. Yes. Ah, brushartcenter.com. And if you look at the description below, they'll have a link in the description below. So Click it. we have a, a guest today, Matthew. Yes, we do. A guest that we haven't talked to a little bit before at all. I mean, it's been a year since I've seen him. Crazy. We have a brush councilman with uh, us today. City councilman, Mr. Mr. Nathan Tyree. What's up, Nathan Tyree? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> a man of many words yes but a man of many experiences yes you, yes, yes. You, uh, you've done a lot of stuff in the uh, judicial system not judicial the uh, law enforcement that's adjacent yeah yeah, yeah. courts and law enforcement yeah. adjacent so yeah you've been a, a, a state trooper yep prison guard yep mm-hmm. you're a parole probation officer, officer. Probation probation officer. 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 Don't, don't mess those up people what's the difference mad. yeah don't mess them up so parole is like people that are out of the prison system, probation is like you got sentenced straight to probation as opposed to going like to prison or to jail or to an alternative gotcha. sentencing option. Is that pretty often? Is that pretty common? Yeah, it happens a lot. Interesting. Now it does. Well, it, yeah, it it does happen pretty frequently now. No, because of COVID, right? Uh, yeah. Of, I mean, they really cut back on sending people to jail quite a bit during COVID. Because there's no room and they had to six feet apart and all that good stuff. So yes, that, that was, was part a, of it. That was a big deal. So interesting. How long have you done that for? Uh, it, ironically, today is my one year anniversary. Nice. Congrats. Congratulations. Yes. I am off my probationary period as a probation officer <laughs> uh, as of today. Do you have a probation officer who follows probation officers during the probationary periods? I Technically, I think that'd be my supervisor. Yes. Ah, <laughs> look at that. There's a lot of P's, alliteration. That's the yes. triple P. I'm not touching it. All right. <laughs> Well, hey, if you're new to the Bullhucker Podcast, what we do here is we bring on a guest. Today's Nathan Tyree. What Nathan's going to do is tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's the kicker. Two of these stories are true, and one is actually the Bullhucker, which means it's either partly made up, all the way made up, or a borrowed story. Now, Nathan, without going into great detail, well, actually, you told us it's a borrowed story. It is. No, borrowed, those, fully borrowed. Those are the toughest ones. I, 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 at this point, I think it's always tough, no matter what. Really? Yeah. I think borrowed ones are tougher because it is a true story. It's just somebody else's true story. That's true. So it depends on how well you've memorized it. We'll see. I am going to totally wing it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's my favorite. That's my favorite right there. So, And if you like what you see, on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen is a little red dot. That's a subscribe button. Please hit that. It's a free subscribe, and it uh, is a... You always say it, and now you're screwing it up, and I could say it right. It's a, it's a little click for you, but a big click for us. I'm so happy. And it's, it's, like, it's like when one of your children fulfill their destiny. I, 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 my heart is filled with joy right now. You, you got it right. If you bring snacks, I'll say it better I'm more often. I'm bring you shit, okay? I'm not your mom. <laughs> okay? I'm not feeding you. <laughs> so, Love Nathan, it. what made you even get into the whole uh, law enforcement gig? Um, so, before I got into law enforcement, I was a janitor. Um, and I was also working as a uh, preloader for UPS, like loading the trucks in the morning. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I applied for the prison 
like the one in Sterling, right. the big one. And I worked there for a couple of years, promoted to sergeant, left to a sheriff's department that I thought would get me post-certified. Um, that didn't play out, but it did give me a couple of years, like in a sheriff's department working for a jail, like in a small jail setting. And then I applied for state patrol from wow. there. That's Very cool. How I moved up. Yeah. What was your favorite one? Oh, CSP was by far the most fun. So the yeah. color state patrol. Yeah. See, that'd be tough. I don't have the patience to be a police officer, man, or any kind of. No. That's, mm. I mean, it's, you've got a patience, right? You've got to, it's got to be, people like to push you. Yeah, in all three of those settings, people absolutely love to test your boundaries to see right. how you react. But I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. All three of them, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the prison would be tough, right, too. Cool. It's, uh, I, so I thought the prison was actually a really valuable experience for anybody that's going to be in like law enforcement. Because you're dealing with people that are purely criminal. Right. And they're going to test you. And it teaches you how to deal with people. Yeah. And be patient with people and learn how to talk to people that are absolutely going to try to take advantage of you. Right. And try to hurt you if they can. Yeah, if they can. Wow, that's crazy. Are any of your stories today about that? Um, I got one that's in the jail setting. Okay. All right. None for prison. I got plenty about prison, though, but I have to save those for another day. Right. Oh, so many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the second story name. I was like, "This is a jail setting." Uh, I can't wait to hear about that. Well, that uh, that one is in the jail setting. Uh, <laughs> it is or is not. It's okay. Love it. You want to read them off, Matt? Yeah, I, always, always. We have Blue Meth and the Demon Cat. Great band name. Uh, balls <laughs> and roadside suicide. That's not. Uh, I don't know if I want to hear that one at all in a prison setting. I <laughs> I figured that'd be the one you'd want to hear last. <laughs> no, no, you know me too. Well. So, Matt, you, are you ready to tell some stories, Nathan? Yeah, sure. Awesome. I love, love it. you. You want to pick one out? Or you want me to pick one out? I'll pick. I like to pick. Okay. It makes it feel in control. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you're going to hate this. You know what I want to hear first. Okay. I want to hear about balls. All right. Sounds bad when you say it like I that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to hear the story titled Balls. All right. I'm going to isolate that clip, and that's what we're going to hear. <laughs> Is that going to be a ringtone? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I want to hear about balls. Like, that's Mike Gordon. Why are you going to make me sound I want to hear about balls. I'm going to make money sound like Michael Jackson. Jackson. I mean. If, if the shoe fits. I, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will tell my story about balls. Great. <laughs> I had to ask people how to title this one, by the way, and that's what people came up with. Great. They're like, obviously, you need to call it balls. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so I did. All right. So that was in the jail setting. That was at the Moffat County Sheriff's Department, which is Craig, Colorado, uh, okay, western yeah. side of the state. Um, I was working for the, the county jail for Moffat County. Um, I think it was just a regular jail deputy at the time i was relatively new but this was after prison um so i mean i kind of had some relative experience my relevant experience so i was in the jail setting they arrested somebody the local pd arrested this guy who was clearly having some kind of mental problems like he was probably clinically insane right he was self-medicating with marijuana like a lot of marijuana so when law enforcement contacted him for kind of like crazy behavior he had, I think, like two pounds of weed in his car, which is, I mean, isn't clearly way more than you can legally possess. <laughs> so they arrested him for, you know, possession of marijuana. So they brought him to the jail and, I mean, he was medicating, self-medicating with marijuana. So when he was not able to get his medicine, yeah. he fell apart. So we couldn't move him to population. As soon as his weed wore off, he just took his clothes off. <laughs> immediately so reality's not great all the time yeah you know? so if you gotta stay too long and it's gonna make you crazy you yeah, know it's true <laughs> this guy was 
probably actually crazy. Nice. So he, first thing he did, put him in a holding cell. Um, and so I don't know how well you know like jails, but there's usually there's a booking area and there's, then there's like population. Okay. This guy you clearly couldn't pop, put in population because he just was naked. Like that he just was going to take his clothes off. So we put him in this holding cell and as soon as he kind of got off his weed, he just took all his clothes off and was hanging out in there. He spent all his time kind of wandering around and talking about the Zach Brown band. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why, but that's what he talked no, about. That's interesting. Fried, fried chicken, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's the song. <laughs> I don't even know the band. He just talked about Zach Brown band okay. like, constantly. Okay. So there, there's two incidents with him that happened relatively close together. First, like he was relatively new to jail and he had to go and talk to his public defender, which means you have to walk him out of the cell over to this little room. So I went to his cell to open the door to be like, here's your public defender um, to talk about your court case. Um, and he, he was wrapped in a blanket, so I couldn't tell, you know, he was naked. Probably should have guessed. <laughs> Didn't. But I opened the door and he saw this as his opportunity, obviously, because he took the, he took the blanket off and he went, yeah, and he threw it on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran out into the booking area, buck naked, fully naked. And there are like three deputies in there. Corporal Booker at the time was there. He did a fantastic open field tackle. Like got low, like lowered his hips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drove through the tackle. Yeah, drove through yeah. the tackle. Okay. Absolutely, Absolutely tackled yeah. naked yeah. dude. Yeah. Fully tackled him. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to wrestle a naked dude. <laughs> oh God, not that I'm gonna tell you. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They're kind of slippery, so he started to get away. <laughs> so. Like everybody else in there, me included, ran over and did like a pig pile on the, the naked dude in the booking area. Pig and we pile got, on the naked dude. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the name of my rock band, by the way. Pig pile. And uh, so we got him all handcuffed and put back in the cell. And he, I mean, he was still in there talking about Zach Brown band. But then, so I went home from that shift and came back the next day. And he's still, still fully crazy. He's still, you know, talking about Zach Brown band and trying to figure out how to get to the roof through the cement slab on the floor and stuff like that. But one of the things you do as a deputy is you escort an, uh, another inmate around and drop off food. So we go to the booking area to drop off breakfast for this guy. And this is where the story tile comes into play. <clears throat> so have you seen jail do doors before? Seen what? Like a jail door, how they look like? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's proud just, to say no, but. It's a window. About yay big. Yeah. And then there's a tray slot about the same size oh, as yeah. below it. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's like that. So he's standing in his cell. I can tell that he's naked this time. He's not wearing his blanket. It's a naked dude. So he's just hanging out. And I, I'm like, whatever. So I put the tray slot in there. And then he walks over to me. And he looks at me like he's going to say something. So he makes like. Yes. <laughs> I knew where this Direct was going. eye contact. This. And then he like drops his testicles <laughs> on the plate in his milk. And he goes. And he makes eye contact with yes. me. And he goes. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> and i i lost it i mean i just absolutely lost it <laughs> he spilled milk all over the place <laughs> and so i i mean i think i had to finish the dropping off food after that but it took me a good couple minutes to collect myself and move on because how do you go from somebody making eye contact yeah. He'd planned that for a while too. That was the highlight of his day. Yeah. Oh man. When when Officer Tyree comes, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teabag my own yeah. meal. I'm gonna look him right in the eyes. <laughs> right in the eyes. Did you make him have the same meal? You didn't give him a new one, did you? No, you know he had to eat that. That's, that's There's no way I was gonna handle that again. 
<laughs> Milk washes balls. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you know what I mean. Maybe at one point in time, Nate, you just give him the marijuana. I mean, <laughs> just sprinkle some gummies in there. It's like, because I don't want to see this dude's testicles again. I don't want to. No, wanna, no. You know, who wants that? I don't want to look his one-eyed monster in the eye again. It's, no. It's always staring at me. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe I'm on weed, but I don't want to, you know. I mean, and how do you not, like, look when somebody, like, does something like that? And then you go, oh. Uh, yeah. Yo, you weren't kidding. It's yeah. like the old thing when they used to do this. And you just yes. slug somebody. Yes. Yeah, you always look. You yes. always look, yeah. Balls. Balls. There's, there it is. That's why it's named Balls. I love it. I'm so glad I got to hear that. I'd call it the teabag. That's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think, Larry? I, you know what? I'm hoping that one's true. It would I, be so good if it was. Yeah, yeah. It's very believable because I can only imagine the stuff the prison guards go through. Uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul was just uh, in here. We just did Paul's podcast. He's a firefighter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I mean, firefighters, cops, paramedics. Just the, the crazy stories, stories. that they got to all have. Because, yeah. I mean, and sitting on the city council, you hear some of these stories from mm-hmm. the police. You know, some of the stuff, no, not maybe that graphic, but mm-hmm. uh, the crazy stuff that they got to deal with every yeah. day. And then they wonder why cops go crazy. It's a good point. I don't know how I've held it together. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was a good story. I like I, that one a lot. I do. I. I uh, it's hard to. I have to hear a second one to see, kind of judge it against to see how it. You know. I totally agree with that. I. I you know. Sometimes, and in terms of misdirection, is the the heartfelt ones, but also also the ones that tug on the laugh strings a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. They get you, and then they end up being the lie. Be in the line. All right. We got two stories left. We have uh, Blue Meth, The Demon Cat, and Roadside Suicide. So, Nathan, I always take the one I want to hear most, and I, I want to hear it last. I save it for the end. You hate that, I know. It's stupid. It's not stupid. <laughs> but kids don't have an attention span for that, Larry. They don't even watch for five minutes. we got to grab them right away. Stick around for the great one. No, duh. <laughs> I want to hear uh, Roadside Suicide. Okay. So this one is a trooper story, and actually so is the Demon Cat one. Those oh, cool. are both trooper stories. All right. So this one, like, I, it was right at the end of my shift, like right, well, I guess it wasn't right at the end of the shift, but it was close to the end of my shift, and I was getting ready to go home, and I was going to make one more traffic stop. I was on Highway 40 between Milner and Hayden. I don't know if you know Highway 40, western side no, of the state. It's pretty rural. There's a little hill that goes down through the town of Milner. Troopers love working there if you ever go through Milner because it goes from 65 down to 55 <sighs> through the town. And there's a hill going into the town. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to nail people right and left. Get your yeah. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I was going to make one more stop. And this guy came through town going, I think it was like 76. So I was like, 76 and a 55. Heck yes. I'll yeah. stop that one. So I flipped around, pulled him over about two miles. I guess it was about a mile. Further down the road in this gravel pullout that's in a good location for a traffic stop. <clears throat> so I call on the plate, walk up to the car, talk to the guy. He's coming from work. He's heading home to Hayden. Um, smell alcohol. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so yeah. it's a little unusual. And it looks like it smells pretty strong. So I'm pretty sure he's been drinking. What I mm, We'll come to that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I was like, I figure that you should be direct about like talking to people about alcohol consumption so i said to him hey man this seems like you've been drinking i can smell the alcohol in your breath how much have you had to drink today and he's like oh none i haven't any alcohol maybe one one beer that's it okay so instead of pushing it further than there i went back to the car which is pretty standard if you go back to the car you tell dispatch like hey i'm going to be out on roadsides this is the guy's uh, um license information and then wait for him to come back 
And in this particular instance, dispatch took forever to come back with the information. So I was sitting there for five minutes. Right. So what I didn't know is what he was doing in the car during this time. Oh. And what we didn't or what I didn't know about this guy is that he had three prior DUIs, um, which means that this was going to be potentially a felony DUI under yeah. the statutes in Colorado. Three strikes, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's looking at potentially a prison sentence. So what what he was doing in the car while I was back running his information was taking a hunting knife and slitting his wrists about from here to here. They had about an eight-inch cut on both wrists. Holy shit. Yeah. He, like the real way to do it. Like, yeah, he did it lengthwise. Yeah. So he's, he's serious. Yeah, he, he was not happy about this. So right. I walked back, back up to the car, and there's blood everywhere. And I was like, hey. So, At it wasn't balls, man. Was, I mean, balls. I'd rather have the blood than the balls. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I got to think about that one for a second. Uh, so I walk up there, and there's the, like there's blood everywhere. There's a knife on the seat. And I, was, I started saying, like, hey, man, what? Hey, I need to get you. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you just cut yourself? Why would you do that? Yeah. And he said something about he doesn't want to go to prison, obviously, because he's really worried about going to prison. Right. So I was like, get get out of the car because you can't be in the car, obviously. Right. right. So I, I get out of the car and I kind of frantically said on the radio, like, hey, this guy just cut his wrist. I need cover. Like, right now, somebody get here. So the guy that was coming on shift screamed from Hayden, uh, which is... 15-ish miles ago, miles away from Dang. there. So I was waiting for him to get there. Um, in the meantime, I moved this guy to the back of the car and was, like, trying to staunch the blood flow because he's bleeding all over the place. Sure. So when the I put uh, a tourniquet on one of his arms, but I only had the one. And then when the other trooper got there, we put the other tourniquet on and, like, cinched him down as best we could and then got a bunch of gauze and tried to stop the blood. Um, then we took him to the hospital in Steamboat. Actually, we, do, we got an ambulance, and they took him to the hospital. And then we went there, waited for them to stitch him all up. And then we put him in uh, zip-tie cuffs because you couldn't put hard cuffs on him because he'd just been stitched up. And right. stitched up, And ironically, uh, we took him to jail. So I guess the kicker is the fact that we arrested him after all of the like attempts to get out of it by arrest – um, and suicide attempt. They gave me a life-saving award for, for putting the tourniquets on this guy who tried to commit suicide. Which right. There's no, I didn't save his life. Like, I just put tourniquets on him. Right. And got a DUI arrest, which is something CSP loves. <laughs> right, right, right. That, that's crazy. Wow. Did he end up going to prison, do you know? No, so I'm not positive about the outcome. I know they convicted, but I, I know for a fact that most of those felony DUIs usually get probation. Oh, yeah. They, there's jail mandatory. I think it's 60 days for felony DUI now. So I think they usually get 60 days jail, and then they also have maybe it's 90 for felony. I think it's 90. And then they have uh, usually a probation sentence. I got – oh, go ahead. No, I was just like – like, yeah, prison sucks, obviously, mm-hmm. but 60 days to chop your wrist? Yeah. Wow. Well, if you're also intoxicated when you're making that decision. Yeah, true enough. I get that. But I'm just like, that's that's a life-altering... I'm gonna, 60 days versus dead? Yeah. Once again, you're intoxicated. You know what I mean? Like, I've had three people in my life commit suicide. And I, I two of them were super drunk when they did it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Pueblo. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't know this for a fact, but in my humble opinion, I believe it's one of those things like click, boom, whoops. Yeah. You know, like, 
they didn't. It's different with a gun. I yeah. mean, that's one of those things where it could be a whoops, I think. Right, but I'm saying they that's, were no, that's drunk enough. No, but, but like, drunk enough to where it was a good idea. You yeah, know what I, mean? like, no, I get that. I, I mean, mean there's quite a bit of, like, open alcohol <clears throat> containers in the vehicle that were yeah. hidden. But, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, my, my own opinion as well, if you have more than two DUIs, I judge you. You know what I mean? It's a problem, dude. But if you're looking at four. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's, Nathan, yeah. It's, it's, at that point, you need to. That's a choice. You need to be taken off the road. Yeah. more than one person on my current caseload who have at least four. That's nuts to me. That's nuts to me. If you have one, I mean, you, you should never up. drive drunk. By yeah. the way, you should never drive drunk. It's Don't not drive smart. drunk. I agree. But, I mean, everybody's guilty of it a little bit. You know what I mean? At one point in time in your life, right, you just got away with it. Uh, I, I know I have. I can put up a knock on wood. I don't do it anymore. I don't. I thought you were going to knock on wood not yeah. to get caught. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh, if you have like three, you're just not getting it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's a problem, dude. And that's until you kill somebody in a uh-huh. family of four. You know, so I have no sympathy for a guy with four DUIs. You know, zero. You? I mean, I don't know about sympathy, but I I think maybe I'm just that a naive type person where in it's. Uh, there is redemption in people, and you could be terrible for a long, long time. And that if you you choose to become better, you can get on the other side of something like that and be better. That's but, very empathetic. You'd be a great probation officer. <laughs> <laughs> he just called you a puss. Yeah, no, I get it. But it's it's something where you know I, I've I've seen I've I've had experiences with people where they they were down the darkest of paths, and not everybody does it. But if you can build the willpower up enough, you can. You yeah, can get on the other I, side. I agree. I, I agree. People can have redemption, but I mean, I'm saying sometimes someone's got to step in and be like, yeah, enough, you know, because you don't want to get to a point where they have redemption because they did something horrible. Of you know course. I mean? You know, I'm not saying like you should, and uh, I, this is getting a lot deeper than usual, our dick and fart jokes, yeah. but um, yeah. this idea of hey, 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 balls, balls, <laughs> All right. back to funny again, balls. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, nice. But that, that idea, obviously they're making terrible decisions is, and again, I'm coming back to the, maybe I'm overly empathetic, but right. is you don't make decisions in a vacuum. There are influences that lead you to decision-making in the long run. And what happened, and I don't want to use excuses, is it's explanations to understand where they got to in that decision-making process. Something sure. horrific, something terrible happened. They lost their life or their family, somebody died or something crazy. Sure, sure. Is they end up doing terrible things because of that. And I, I don't know, I'm thinking of, this is so cheesy and stupid, Nathan's going to make fun of me. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> and and I, I think there is something to Thanks, that. Zangief. Yeah. I was gonna ask him. Exactly. I was gonna ask him if he knew the character. Zangief. Uh, but I think there's some truth to that. That you can do bad things and, and legitimately, hopefully they don't do the bad things, but if you can find it in yourself, you can get on the other side of it. You should. I agree. But uh, also But four DOIs, like Jesus Christ. Like that's personal a lot. accountability, man. It's, it's Oh, for sure. So that's kind of a crazy thing, man. What do you think about that story? Yeah. Well, I mean, to talk about a juxtaposition from milking balls to chopping your wrists, um, <laughs> that's, that's a jump. Um, but, again, we, interacting with folks from the law enforcement professions, the stories, the things you guys have to deal with is just unreal. Just imagine that poor guy trying to commit suicide. He's in the jail cell, and the guy's like, what are you in for? And he tells him, what are you in for? And the guy's like, Balls, balls! Like, he's trying to <laughs> rip the his, naked dude run away. He's trying to rip his stitches out. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I'm not doing this for six months. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's I. A piece of me also goes like, I, I, how am I supposed to judge what a lie is? I'm, that, that's a borrowed story, like you said, potentially borrowed. 
I feel bad for the other guy who had to deal with it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, man. I don't, I've never understood why uh, somebody want to be a police officer. God bless them when they do. For real. No, I'm serious. No, I I get you. I, uh, the stuff they put up with, the stuff, it's, because it's an adventure, man. I believe Is that, that. what it is? Yeah. And do you think it's some adrenaline junkie thing stuff? Or? I don't think I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I do like some adventure. Right, yeah. right. I, I mean, God bless you. Thank you for doing it. You know what I mean? And like, well, you and I deal with this all the time mm-hmm. on a city council, right, mm-hmm. with police. And it's a it's a bigger problem every every day, you yeah. know, because there's less and less of them, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, the, this crazy shit that they have to deal with now is just... And it's just not from criminals. It's from, I mean, society as a whole. This is true. Okay. I mean, I know this is going to come out of left field, but in talking with a bunch of different police officers, they love the toys. Did you like all the toys? Mm, Yes, but I would say not as much as like just the kind of sense of adventure that came along with it. It, Maybe it's more as a trooper because, I mean, they literally just gave you a car. I mean, once you get through the academy and you're – FTO period. They're just like, here's a car. I'm like, go stop speeders, arrest people. <laughs> cool. And so your first day, you're just like, you're in this charger, and you have a bunch of guns and like all this stuff, and you just go out, and you're like, holy crap, they are letting me do this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> car, gun, justice. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Love was it. just a ton of fun for the first five, six years or so. Right, right. That's Isn't it awesome. kind of a stressful thing, though? Because you Did you have a family at the time? Did you mm-hmm. have kids? You did have kids. And all, all three of my kids were born before I was a trooper, so yeah. That's tough, though, isn't it? I mean, was it? do you think it's hard on your wife? Do you think it's oh, hard on a spouse? Yeah, no, my wife is super glad that I'm not in, right, like, yeah. uniformed law enforcement anymore because I'm not on shift schedules. I'm home <laughs> for holidays. Like, all that stuff is really nice with, with like, a family. Sure. But I'm talking more like when you leave... Oh, yeah, she worried good, to, just yeah, the day-to-day that. worries and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, she, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't tell her some of my stories just because they, they made her uncomfortable. For sure. Right. Huh. Like the balls thing? Is that no, no, she <laughs> thought that was funny. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the Tyree family. Shout out to the Tyree family. <laughs> <laughs> you kids go to school probably like, hey, Tyree, balls! Balls! <laughs> I forgot about that story for years, and then I remembered it in the middle of my college class that I teach at NJC. <laughs> Did you start laughing in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, because I, I was telling him about the naked guy, and then I was like, i got to tell you about the other part of this. Wait, maybe I shouldn't. Mm, you guys are all 18, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> That's awesome. And three of them dropped out. Good job, Nathan. Yeah, they're all still there. They love okay, it. Right. They're college kids. Okay. Yeah, two down. Balls, roadside suicide. And the one I want to hear the most, Blue Meth and the Demon Cat. Okay. So this is another trooper story, and it's ironically roughly in the same area as the roadside suicide. It's only a couple miles west of there. So it's on Highway 40, rural area. It's like riding on, it's like being on Highway 34, like going east from here. Okay. So similar amount of traffic. Like at night, there's barely any, any like anything, and this was a night shift. So I was looking for like anything to stop basically at this point. So I see a Jeep that's got like purple rimmed headlights, which is kind of iffy legally, not good for a stop. But as it goes, first of all, I see it's going through this canyon where the, the speed limit is 55 and they're going, I think like 64 and they also have a taillight out. So I got a couple reasons to stop it. So I flipped around, uh, caught up to it where there was a good pullout because it's in a canyon. There's no shoulders in a lot yeah. of places. So I found a place to stop them. They pull, I pull them over. And I walk up and um, like one of the things they train you or you learn in law enforcement is to look for people that are like deceptive in their behaviors. 
And I noticed right away that these people, like their story was weird. It didn't make sense what they were doing. They were saying they had left somewhere on the front range and they were going to some cabin near Milner, um, not Milner, some other small town, doesn't matter. Um, and they were just gonna stay for like a night and then they were gonna go home, but they didn't know where the cabin was. And they were really nervous. Like the lady was doing most of the talking that was in the passenger seat and the guy wasn't talking. And there's just a lot of things that were just weird. Excuse me. Um, so I went back and I asked him. So I also learned somewhere along the way that if you ask like a specifically stressful question, you'll get a big reaction from people. So I asked them, hey, do you guys happen to have any drugs in the car? Something like that. And they obviously they're going to deny it, but the way they deny it is always really interesting because somebody that has drugs in the car and know they have drugs in the car is sometimes going to say something like, I don't know, not that I'm aware of. Which, <laughs> I mean, as a cop, you're going to be like, okay, ah. there, there, are, there are drugs in this car. <laughs> you know what's in this car is a red flag. I just saw it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went, I went back to my patrol car to run their information, and uh, as, I'm waiting for, uh, as I'm waiting for them to send back the returns, I asked if there was a canine uh, unit available. Uh, I mean, it's rural Colorado. It's probably equally as rural as here. Right. Um, so... Luckily, there was one on. There was a deputy that worked for the Route County Sheriff's Department who was in Steamboat. I mean, so he was he took off. So it was from Steamboat to this canyon is 20-something miles, I think. Dang. So he wow. was screaming. Sure. Which So now we're getting into, like, some legality issues about extending the length of a traffic stop because you can't legally extend the length of a traffic stop without articulable, reasonable suspicion right. to extend it. Um, so I got the driver out because it looked like he had a warrant, uh, but it might or might not be valid. So I got him out of the car and I was like, Hey, I'm going to have you just hang out for a second while I check on this warrant. So this is all a legally like reasonable reason to extend the length of this traffic stop to wait for this warrant to be validated. So I'm like, sweet. All this time, this canine is coming. So I'm waiting canines come in and then it turns out that the warrant is valid so i was like sweet i'll just arrest this guy and then right. like i'm definitely getting in this car now because we're gonna have to tow it because she didn't have a valid license so i arrested dude because he had a valid warrant put him in the back of my car uh canine gets there right about the time i'm putting this guy in the back of my <clears throat> patrol car um so as soon as he gets there he takes the dog out run, runs out of the car dog, dog immediately alerts and he like gives me a thumbs up and i'm like sweet we're going to search this car. We're going to find some drugs. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're just a little too excited for this, by the way. You're freaking me out. Drugs! You haven't been a cop before. Like, uh, ask, uh, ask any of your brush PD guys. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be like, mm, found some drugs. Got it. <laughs> That's the line. Balls. They're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. So we, we get the lady out, and she says, I, um, like, pre-Miranda, so, like, when she she's like, hey, yeah, there's drugs under the seat. Um, it's meth. It's for me. It's medicinal. I just need <laughs> it for medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> and the deputy looks at me and he's like, you might want to read her Miranda because if you make a culpatory statement, something that like incriminates you, that's not going to be admissible in court unless it's after the Miranda. Right. Arrest, of course. So I, I was like, you're right. I read her to the Miranda rights, and I was like whose meth is it? And she's like, it's mine. It's medicinal. And I was like, okay, you're under arrest. <laughs> and so deputy put her in the back of his car, or his car. Then I went back to the guy and I was like, Hey, I know we haven't searched the car yet, but it sounds like there's meth in there. 
And she says it's hers. And he's like, no, it isn't. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, sweet. You're going to get charged with that, too. Both of you are getting charged. Great. You get a charge. You get a charge. You get a charge. Okay, Oprah. So now we're going to search the car. So we go in the car, and all it all looked like it was probably going to be in the driver's area of the vehicle. So the first place to look was under the driver's seat. And there was, like, a couple packages. There was meth. Um, there was, like, regular. I don't know if you've seen meth before. Not everybody has. Just on Breaking well, Bad. I'm not going to yeah, say yeah. a word on camera in front of <laughs> yeah, a cop. Yeah. I'm not certified law enforcement <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we find meth, and there's, like, there's like I don't remember exactly how much. It's, it's enough to be more than personal use. And then one of the packages has blue meth. Wait, wait. So when it comes to meth, is there such thing as a personal use amount? I mean, well, versus possession and intent to sell or something like that. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. So it was more than the four gram limit. That I think this was pre the four gram limit. But okay. I think it was like sixteen or seventeen grams. Like it was a fairly significant amount of meth. And then one of the little packages was like a is like a dime bag of blue meth. I, one more question before you go on. Uh, when she says medicinal, didn't you ask her what is this for? What are you treating with this? Oh, that's an interesting I question. I did not. Uh, that's the first question. I'll be like, oh, well, I glaucoma, lady. What are yeah. you treating? She's yeah. treating her addiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably that. <laughs> Having been on probation now, I've had a couple people say that they use meth for like weight loss and to deal with stress. And <laughs> okay. They I mean, need it so they have energy to clean their house. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, you know what? I'm not, I'm you not lying a, to you. Yeah. Can't get a monster or like a rock star. You're like, no, I need to go straight to meth. <laughs> Coffee's too expensive. <laughs> Anyways, wow. uh, please go ahead. He, sure. So we do, we go find the drugs. I think there's some like also like meth bongs in the back, like wrapped up wrapped up in their luggage. Um, so we, we seize all the evidence, and while we're searching the car, um, the deputy, and it was the deputy, not me, took this uh, pet carrier out and had a cat in it. And he puts it on the ground and, like, just leaves it there because we don't need the cat there. We're trying to search this car. And there's a cat in the way. And then if you – what I remember now is watching the dash cam footage from my car, which (laughs) is right behind their car. And if you watch the footage, the cat kind of pokes its head up out and looks around. And then it, like, gets out and just creeps out. And right about then is when the deputy walks back around and he goes, oh, crap, cat's out. He goes over to me and he's like, hey, help me catch this cat. I was like, okay, sweet. So we walk over to this cat now who's – Pretty freaked out. There's a dog that was just sniffing the car. There's two cops, both kind of short, stocky dudes, going like, hey, hey, cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts getting freaked out, and it runs right out in the middle of Highway 40. So we were like, oh, crap, we better get this cat. So it's like things ramped up a little bit. So we run out there, and now we're doing like this thing. We're like, hey, here, kitty. Hey, like you're in the road. Stop. And then it runs off the road onto the other side of the road, like into the, into the weeds. And I was like, like, I was ready to call it good because, like, we're never going to catch it now. It's gone. Yeah. And I looked at the deputy, and I literally saw the look on his face go from, like, 30% commitment to, like, 100%, like, we're going to get this cat. <laughs> I saw the look on his face, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> here we go. And then he did, like, a full-on, like, from cops foot chase thing where he just, like, <laughs> like ran off the road and jumped off the side of the road and, like, tackled tackled a cat like this big <laughs> in the ditch and i'm standing on the road going like what <laughs> all right well good you got it and he's like have you got gloves on because it's biting him now yeah. it's scratching him <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's going full crazy and i was wearing my my search gloves they're leather kevlar lined really nice yeah. so i go down in the ditch to hold on to the cat 
And it's, it is not a happy cat. It is a very, very unhappy cat. And noteworthy, the backseat of my car, there's another camera, and it's recording the guy that's in the backseat of my car. And he's kicking the door now going, you better catch that damn cat. <laughs> like, nonstop. He's just in there yelling. So if you listen to the audio, all you hear is, like, somebody yelling, you better catch that damn cat. And then us, like, making, like, cat tackling sounds in the ditch. Dude, how has this not been on the internet? It's like... Just running back and forth across the cat all over the place. So now I'm in the ditch with the cat. I'm holding it down. And I'm like, it's not a big cat. So you would think like... I mean, I was bigger then than I am now. I was like lifting a lot of weights and I was pretty muscular. And I was like, okay, I got this cat. And it like slips out. It just was like... And I caught it by the leg. And now it's like just... Barely, it's like flopping around all crazy, making crazy, angry cat sounds. And I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna lose it. So I like, I held it down and I like bore down it a little bit, um, which you don't want to do. Anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> so, like, I'm holding this cat down while he goes and gets the cat carrier and he's bringing it down in the ditch. And like, when he gets there, we cram it in there. It didn't want to go back in, but it did. So, we get it crammed into the cat carrier. And then I found out that if you bear down on a cat too much, it will crap on you. It 100% will poop on you. Oh, uh, and I skipped. It bit me like 15 times. Listen, man. <laughs> maybe a cat, but he ain't no pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ain't going to slice his wrist to get out of prison. He's going That's, to prison. He's going he's yeah. to put a fight up. You're going to fight two That cops. cat went hard. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going back. He, he, was, he pooped on me. And if, like, if you listen to the audio, the thing you hear at that point is for two things. You hear me because I'm holding it with two hands and somehow – it brought its head around and bit both of these thumbs. I don't know how it did that, but it was like, so you hear me going like, ow, 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 as he's carrying the, carrying the carrier down into the ditch, and then we cram it in there, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing crapped all over me. So there's cat crap everywhere. So we got it crammed in there, like cleaned myself off, and then we, let's see, what did we do with the cat? I think we had to take it to the, like, the animal shelter and steamboat. Took the guys to jail, booked in the drugs, booked everybody into jail, towed the vehicle, did all the stuff. I had to call my, the on-call supervisor on the way back to the jail to be like, hey, I got bit by a cat. And he was like, what? <laughs> you are kidding me. How did you get bit by a cat? And I was like, also, it pooped on me. And he, he just died laughing <laughs> at that point. <laughs> and he's like, do you need to do a first report of injury? And I was like, I don't think it broke the skin, but it did bite me. And he's yeah, like, yeah. eh, if you feel the need, go for it. But... Otherwise, you're good. So I think I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> that was quite the journey. Talk about adventure! I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is whose meth was it? Uh, it? I think it was actually his. Wow. But they they kept they they both kept taking responsibility for it. You know what? That's a good relationship. Ride or die. Yeah, I like a, a have a PIC literally. You know? I mean, they actually didn't know each other's first names. <laughs> what? It turned out they were. They, I mean, they were in a relationship, but they weren't like in a like relationship. Like, hmm. <laughs> interesting. We're not criminals. We don't know how to think like this. <laughs> So they were just meth addicts. Yes. Like code names and all that. We like, should start doing that. Like when they were going to leave prison, they're going to have a little bag with all their stuff they had when they go in prison. Like, oh, oh, five pounds of meth? Yes. Yes, yes that's mine. Thank you. No, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back. Yeah, I use it for my it. medicinal issues. <laughs> Can you imagine what that poor cat saw before he got pulled Horrific. over? Terrific. Well, why do you think? It was willing to fight two cops. Of course, it's seen some crazy <laughs> shit. And it almost won. Like, straight up. Dude, you know what? I gotta be honest after that story. I was kind of pulling for the cat. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I kind of am too. But <laughs> what do you think? Maybe the, that was, the cat was the the ringleader. And <laughs> was actually pushing the meth. The brains of the operation was like, let me add him because I want to go back and attack those other people at some point. Um, I think that that's incredible. I mean, it's 
I want all three of these to be true. I wish I wish you didn't have any lies today. That's what I wish. Hmm. But he, he is lying to us. Yeah, one's borrowed, time. though, so they are, it is a true story. I know, but... They're all true. Do you have one of mine? His. Yeah, I do. Uh, so do I, actually. I do. I do have one of mine. I, I so. know what he's thinking. You know what I'm thinking? Yep. Oh, you can't... It's, this is hard. Okay. So, before we go any further, uh, please remember, if you do enjoy what you've seen, bottom right hand of the corner, little red dot, that's our subscribe button. Please make sure you hit that follow the podcast, support us. Matt will high-five and hug you in public. In public, I don't know why he always says in public. It wouldn't be well. No, I was going to say well, a high five and, and a hug in private sounds you know like what? a very different <laughs> thing. Throw, throw out your address, Matt. Go to Matt's house. It's fine. He'll be... I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. So we we can call it in public then. I mean, he just yeah. Let's do public. Okay. See, that's side. why I was right the first Good time. Point. No, he's right. Really All right, I def- I, de- I defer. Redheads. Do, do you know redheads? Redheads have no soul. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw oh, South Park. That. That's science. <laughs> That's, that's science. That's, that's science. <laughs> there was a guy who worked with him, Kylie. Uh, I, yeah, he knows. Anyway, he's. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, Kylie. Was, he was uh, his parents needed help with him uh, being, you know, conceiving him. So I told him, "Your test tube baby had a redhead. <laughs> you don't have a soul. Just growing like, in a tube." Dude, I think he's going to believe me after a while. I'm like, my, you see, my, at least my mom and dad hooked up. They love me enough to give me a soul. How, you don't how have damaging one. to it, the psyche. It, you know what? He probably is. Kylie, I love you. You know that, bro. It's like. I'm not even real. I'm just a clone. Just a real boy. <laughs> also, while you're doing all that liking and clicking on Facebook and Instagram and even my uh, TikTok, I got a TikTok. He has a TikTok. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know. That's nice. a face I made. It's not real fantastic, but it, you know, it is what it is. Do you but, dance? What's that? Do you dance and sing and all that? Floss. I, I think I might try. I might try. I got a bad knee, though, Nathan, so I'll fall down and... Walking's become kind of a, a tough thing. But while you're online, check out the brushartcenter.com. Uh, see what they got going on here. A lot of paint and sips. Oh, Mr. Gifford back here. Has Rock done shout a good it out. Job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. So. I don't know why you keep saying that for Rob. Why? Because he's in the hole? Yeah. Why? Because it sounds like he's echoing. This makes me think we were talking about balls, but tucking the sack back and throwing it out. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that's from? Uh, well, Jay and Silent Bob's what I know it from. Oh, my God. I do. Silence of the Lambs, yep. man. Yeah. I mean, I know it's related. I never saw Silence of the Lambs. What? Oh, what? man. I, know, I just miss certain movies. What year were you born? Oh, he always does this. He makes a bunch of movie references from like the 1930s. And, oh, back in my day, we used to watch these talkies. And uh, it's cool. Yeah, I get it. But I was born in 90. And so it's constantly this, look at this young guy over here. Blah, 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 blah. So. I, mean, I was born in 85. See? So I'm not that much older. All Take right, that. All right. Thank I was, you. I was born in the 70s. It's fine. He was born in 1946. Just 1946. The war is just over. and uh, Explains the knee issues. <laughs> it does explain <laughs> the knee issues. Actually, I think being a fat bastard explains <laughs> the knee issues, but uh, that's here and there. So anyway, check us all online before we get... Uh, BrushArtCenter.com. BrushArtCenter.com and BullHucker.com to check out all that good stuff. Yep. And you can also find all the Brush Art Center stuff on the description below or on the BullHucker.com. Something, something, click for us, click and stuff. So this will be the last time we see him out on the podcast, so make sure you enjoy everything he's done. <laughs> you did so good last time. I yeah. was so proud. I was beaming I know. with with pride over here. Well, it's because he always tries to, it's like a volleyball setup. Is uh, It's a small click for us, and then he wants me to do, but it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a know, small click for you and a big whatever, click for us. Is I purposely torpedo it every time. Where it's a, it's a small <laughs> click for you, and then I just say tacos or something like that. It totally derails it. To hurt me. That's all it is, is to hurt me. He deserves it. it. 
you deserve it. All right. Well, three great stories, Nathan. They really were great. Absolutely, I, yes. Uh, great storyteller. Like I was telling Paul, the firefighter, I'd like to have more cops on this. Firefighters, yeah. all because, I mean, the stories. Also, you know what else would be good? Nurses. Emergency mm-hmm. room nurses, I bet, would be For sure. days of stories, but that what's here nor there. So, Nathan, when we decide who we, uh, has to pick first, we rock, paper, scissors. Right. To see who picks first. Nathan, how do you rock, paper, scissors? I usually go one, two, three, and then, like, on three. You go, right, paper, boom. Yeah, that one. Three, pumper, again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right way, Nathan. Don't feel bad. So uh, this is Nathan's last time on the podcast as oh, well. Oh, man, uh, I have so many other stories. <laughs> no, you're going to come back because you're a three pumper. You do it correctly. So here's the four pumpers. They do this rock, paper, scissors, shoot shit. Does that make any sense? Like, I follow the reasoning, but it takes too long. <sighs> oh, actually, you know what? That's the best reason I've heard for why it's not necessary. For a, a, a totally ridiculous game. I say it all the time. I don't got to, I'm getting I get old. It. I don't got time for those to pump shit. All what, right. what is he saying again? <laughs> Ready? We're going to do three again. Are you okay with that? No, nah, I don't give a shit. You should give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Did I beat you? I didn't look. He, I don't he, even care. <laughs> Pick it up, sucker. No, 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 ah, I'm not ah, gonna turn it yet. I'm ah, just ready. Ah, <laughs> I just want to have a handy. Right, right, shit right. out I of think me. you guys are gonna agree. Okay, so I have a, I have a lead. The, they're all very good, obviously. Thank I, you. I think so. Um, but saying it was borrowed, I believe that the two, like the the crazy ones, they're all crazy. But the ones where you're seeing a dude chop his arms up and then having, uh, you know, blue meth and cats attacks, I think those are true. I believe balls is the borrowed one. I believe balls is the bullhucker. Um, it seems like one of those, like uh, a good, funny non sequitur. Com- I mean, obviously chasing a cat's hilarious, but just something about, you know, just f- flopping it onto some milk makes me laugh, <laughs> and yet could easily be a quick borrowed story that I, anybody could tell. Are we going to agree again? Uh, kind of no. But oh, no. thank God. <laughs> no, I hate when we do that. Um, Kind of because I don't want to agree with you, but I think balls. I think you are correct in the fact that that is the easiest to borrow. Yeah, but I uh, I have a uh, something you don't know about Nathan. I know about Nathan. What? When we talked about you doing the podcast, I always told you uh, after a council meeting we had discussed, and I said that I am a sucker for uh, no detail, like the lack of detail. Yeah. That's what I always go for. And you had told me, being a police officer, that that's exactly opposite of what cops do. Right. It's usually, like that's what you said, right? The more detail, mm-hmm. the more people are probably bullshitting you. Mm-hmm. So ha- on that thought process, I'm going to go with Blue Meth and the Demon Cat as the borrowed story. Interesting. Because I think that uh, that's... Uh, you, I agree with you 100% that balls would be the easiest that's one the to borrow. the quick one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, roadside suicide. I, I think that's a true that's story. Gotta be true. And I think that's yours. That's got to be true. But I'm going to go with blue meth and the uh, demon cat because the, you did a good job. If I'm right about remembering that whole damn story, it had a lot of great detail. It was very believable. But that's the only reason I'm going damn. with that. So I'm going blue meth and demon cat. You're going balls, Mister Tyree. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. we are ready. It's okay. a suicide one, isn't it? Is it? Son oh, of a bitch! Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Roadside suicide. Robert, is that what you picked? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out to the art center. Son the guy's a great guy. Bitch. He's got great work out here, but kind of a bullshitter. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be the well, to us. He was paying close attention. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who he can you, pick up the lies. Who Damn. did you borrow that from? And that is from Trooper Michael Smith. Michael what, Smith. What, what's up, Mike Smith? What's up, man? Wow. I'll tell him to watch this. He'll like that it. That is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, man. Talk That's, about fooling yeah. both of us. That was just a swerve. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even see that coming. I, I thought for sure that was the absolute true one. So I mean, it is true, but I don't know all the details of like how one. he dealt with it before right, right. most of it. Balls is true. Balls is 100% I'm true. I'm glad balls is true. That's what a fun experience for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> that one is 100% true. And blue meth and the demon cat is it's true. true. All of that is true. My sergeant still has the audio of me getting bit by the cat. Uh, really? Really? I could probably find that. Really? I would love yes. that. I mean, I would love to hear that. Yeah. It's apparently really funny. Wow. <laughs> is, is it like a, a cautionary tale to other troopers? No, no. He just thought it was funny. Just <laughs> hilarious. No, because he, he was like, hey, my trooper went out and got a felony arrest. Good job. <laughs> then he was like, but then he got bit and pooped on by a cat. So. <laughs> There's always a balance to things. <laughs> took some druggies off the street. I also uh, took a beating from a cat. Yep. Let me ask you this uh, real quick, Nathan. Um, I always, what's up? Not melted is what I am. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Um, every time I have something like a cop or anything like that on here, I always ask him, is there a story or a time uh, that kind of ate your soul, man? It was mm-hmm. just a, a crazy thing that just affected I can tell you, you one of those if you want to hear it. But yeah, let's hear it. Definitely. Quick. This one's not going to be that long, but yeah. Um, this was probably six or so months before I came down here. I think it was maybe it was a little bit more than that, about a year. Cause this is the dead of winter. Uh, one of those like kind of freak storms came through, uh, kind of rain snowed and then froze. So it was really, really slick. It was, I think it was December 23rd. Actually. I remember the day. Um, so it was right before Christmas, a lot of traffic around Steamboat Springs is a resort town. So yeah, sure. there was a bunch of traffic on highway Man, I can't remember highway names. The one that goes south towards uh, Oak Creek. Um, and there's two, like a lot of traffic going both ways. This one vehicle, uh, it was a rear-wheel drive pickup truck, like gave it a little bit of gas, lost control, started to spin. Other vehicle coming this way, smacked a T-bone the passenger door, uh, killed the passenger on impact. Uh, blunt impact trauma, dead on the spot. Um, the part that really eats me is like, first we went to the scene, like went and investigated, took pictures of the scene, the body dealt with the coroner, got everything taken care of at the scene, went to the hospital to deal with husband and sister of the deceased party. Um, and the part that really gets to me is the part where neither one of them knew what happened to the passenger. Nobody had any idea. So I was in the room when they notified the husband, like, hey, your wife is dead. Like, right. just want to let you know, man, like, I don't want to beat around the bush, but she didn't make it. And right. then they brought the sister in and did the same thing. So that was rough. Did you have to tell them or? No, they asked if I, I wanted to. And I was like, I don't know if I'm trained for that. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. That's, uh, that, I mean, once again, the stuff cops deal with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's got to be, I would never want to do that. I would never want to break that news to somebody, man. Heartbreaking. That's, that is heartbreaking. And then to have to like, it, it, it's not like you could just go eat some Cheetos and chill out for an hour. No. So you've got to go right back on the road and do your thing, yeah? I think, so I think I had a little bit of work after that, but it wasn't much because it was, I mean, that took, uh, fatal crash takes a lot of work. Right. Like it just takes hours and hours and hours and hours of investigating and back end work. So I remember there was a uh, wreck on 34 and I was heading out to Evo picking up a load and it was right by, anyway, there was a, there was a death and they had that road closed for so Mm -hmm. long, man. Cause you got to get it right. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't, you have to get it right. Cause somebody died. Especially if there's an at fault, at fault party that caused the death of somebody else. Right. Because then you're going to be looking at a criminal case. Well, this one, uh, a guy tried to pass him in front of him. Mm-hmm. Didn't even look. I mean, as soon as he hit that lane, head on with somebody. I mean, didn't, I mean both both parties. 
didn't make it. So uh, that's a bummer, man. So uh, thank you for what you did there, man. It was, uh, you know, being a trooper, that's tough. I do. I respect police. I'm a, I'm a big uh, police guy. You know what I mean? So uh, I know in the city of Brush, we do everything we can to, mm-hmm. to make it easier on them and try and, you know, help them. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's tough to find. Mm-hmm. It's tough it to is. find people that are brave enough to do it anymore. Give them comedy shows that are super spreader events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think that was before your time, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I can actually, I can make that connection. Yeah, <laughs> we... Uh, it was in 2020, I thought, in August. Yeah. You know, eh, and we would have been here. I just didn't know you then. Yeah, the COVID's done. It's yeah. over. We, you know, this, this, big. this, this yeah, The president, president said so. Yeah. yeah. So, and the cops were having such a hard time. We mm-hmm. had a uh, comedy show. Mm-hmm. Alan Goodwin came down for all the law enforcement in Morgan County mm-hmm. in over two days. And it was actually really heartwarming that all the people that donated prizes to this. Yeah. And tons. Yeah. It was not, you Actually, you were the one, you and Kim Dykes, who got yeah. a lot of those prizes. Well. Shout out Kim Dykes. She was awesome. Right. It is awesome. It was, I mean, they had a big screen TV. They had all sorts of cool stuff. 800 bucks worth of tires from, I mean, people were just nice. donating crazy stuff. These yeah. cops, it got to a point where, like, okay, pull out your ticket. You're winning some stakes. You're winning this. You're just, <laughs> you're just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, you were there. You were. You helped me co host it. Yeah. Um, you, I was there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you were the primary guy. That's, yeah, that was an awesome event that you did. That was, uh, but yeah, but anyway, what he was saying was uh, nobody wore masks. We thought COVID, this COVID shit. It's, it's no big it's deal. It's eight months. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's over, you know. And then I got COVID. Monty got COVID. <laughs> I just and, uh, she had COVID. <laughs> Rick Bain, the mayor, got COVID. It was, it was so bad, dude. Like the whole city council. Yeah. Just, it was it, wiped it out. Ran through the us, government man. shut down. Yeah. No law enforcement on the streets. It was yeah. anarchy. Yeah, All because of Larry. That was a great event, Larry. Thanks for almost killing most of us. That was, yeah. <laughs> it's up on Lundstrom. Man. Slow clap for Larry, you bastard. So, <laughs> well, Nathan, man, you did not disappoint, man. It's, that was incredible. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you an air one because we're both too far away. Yeah, I got but, short arms. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> this is a big table. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Real quick, how are you liking the city council, man? I'm, I'm actually really enjoying that. Like, yeah. it, It's a, an eye-opener just to learn a bunch of stuff I never would have been right. aware of otherwise. Certainly. I think everybody should have to serve on the city council. I actually kind of agree with that. Like a roving election pool all the time. I, 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 yeah. It should be like a, a community service thing. I mean, you should know, have yeah. to you should have to see what goes on in the city. I mean, it'll change your That's attitude. Mm-hmm. No, but definitely you, interesting. Well, you've been around it enough to where you know. I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I well, and it's it's those folks, especially like if you want to make change, if you want to do something in your community, and you're talking about it, such as Facebook or whatever. If you're not showing up to the meetings, advocating, you know, pushing for policy and things like that, you're not doing it right. right. And, and that's it's something true. where once you know, you know. But mm-hmm. most people don't know. I mean, what's think of government community service? Most people, I would argue, think of it as jury duty. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. I would love to serve on a jury, but they will never see No, me. of course not. <laughs> never going to happen. You oh, pick man. it out in a second, man. Yeah, he did it. Easy. I hate every race except for Hawaiians. <laughs> <I'm interviewed. laughs> I arrested a Hawaiian guy one time. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Well, I always say except Hawaiians because nobody hates Hawaiians. He was real drunk, and he was not nice. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like that guy then. Come on. Maybe he guy. just didn't like me. <laughs> what did you arrest him for, being drunk? Yeah, he was he was a DUI. <laughs> he was hammered. Jeez. He lives on an island, but what's he going to hit? I don't know, but he parked his truck in a ditch. Like, like, uh, <laughs> that's how they do it on, on, on the big island. This is, yeah. <laughs> that's not a parking space. That's Jamaican. We, we're, I don't we're, know, we're quickly it's, slipping it's, into it's, the wrong it's, I'm just reaching This is going straws. down. It's Nathan. Bad. Thank you so much for coming on, man. You are so welcome. Yes. Nathan Tyree, everybody, and I'm Moose Lundstrom. Oh, wait, don't do that. Shout it out one more time, Rob. <laughs> that, I just want that to be a button we could push and keep him around. <laughs> just push it. Yeah. The Bob button. Yeah, I like it. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Malamute Lundstrom. <laughs> Malamute Lundstrom? I'm Matt Gordon. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> so up his ass. <laughs> Next time, guys. Thanks. Peace. <laughs>